Hey, I'm Daddy, and this is Daddy as Fuck, a throw-it-all-at-me discussion about poly, kink, DDLG, and BDSM, with an emphasis on power exchange through the eyes of a soft DDLG dynamic. You'll hear stories, opinions, and perspectives as we journey through an alternative way of life, what has worked, what hasn't, and thoughts about how to manage choices on a path less taken. So thanks for joining us today, and let's get going down the bunny hole. Hey, it's Daddy, and welcome to Daddy as Fuck. Today on part two of being a daddy to your little girl, I'm going to expand on the topics that I shared in part one when I released it back in February. But first, I want to acknowledge that it's been since February since I released an episode. So when I started this podcast, it was more of a stream of consciousness about how my relationship with baby girl was progressing and my journey through poly, kink, BDSM, and being a daddy was evolving and evolving for the two of us, baby girl and I. And it gave me something really good to do during the pandemic to be intentional about this way of life that I was creating, this dynamic that baby girl and I were building. And I pretty much... Well, I'll be honest. I thrive on appreciation, right? I've I've discovered that recently. I thrive on appreciation. I love doing things that contribute to a greater good in ways that I can see and feel that I'm, I'm contributing, that I'm making an impact. So to be honest, when I wasn't getting a lot of feedback on my podcast, I decided to just release episodes when I felt like I had something compelling that built up inside of me and I needed to release it out into the universe. Well, thank you to Black Bunny because I got a message from her on the Anchor app and it was in reference to an email that she had sent me. So I went back into my phone and realized that my POP password wasn't connected through to my phone. So I wasn't getting any emails from my daddy underscore AF at Comcast dot net email address. So once I linked those, I had about eight messages and four of which were uh, requests for episodes. So thank you all very much for listening. I am touch moved and inspired that I do have a listenership out there that is sharing my podcast with the community and is making a difference in people's lives. And that's exactly why I started the podcast in hopes that I would make a difference in people's lives by sharing my journey. Uh, that, That was probably secondary to the primary reason, which was just to kind of put myself outside of my comfort zone and share openly and just live open and be a daddy and accept my identity as a daddy in the world. So thank you so much for chiming in and reaching out. And if you've wanted to, but you haven't, my email's working, so please do. I've got four episodes scheduled, direct requests from listeners to come up after part two of being a daddy. But first, in honor of the email that kicked it all off and got my ass back in gear, here's the message from Black Bunny. Hey, Daddy. I just discovered your podcast. My name is Black Bunny, as far as the kink community is concerned. I've looked everywhere for a picture of you and baby girl, and I can't seem to find one. I also have noticed that you haven't updated your podcast in a while, and me and my partner are concerned that you were hit by a car or something happened to daddy. So I want to know what you look like, and I also want to know if you're alive. And I just want you to know that this podcast is changing my life and it is incredible. 
I am slowly making the requests I need in my relationship to create this type of dynamic. And it's really inspiring. So thank you so much. Well, Black Bunny, the feeling is mutual. Thank you very much for being persistent in reaching out to me and your communications since. I'm glad that the podcast has helped you and apparently several other listeners out there um, on their journey discovering the DDLG dynamic and all of the different types of BDSM, poly, kink, relationship concerns that might surround these non-normative relationships. So I'm, I'm happy to be back in action and I'm here for any more questions you may have on your journey as well as questions that anyone else out there may have. Daddy underscore AF at Comcast.net is the best place to get a hold of me. And if you don't hear back from me, you can always do what Black Bunny did and send me an audio message on the Anchor FM platform. But let's get on with part two of being a daddy to your little girl. In part one of being a daddy to your little girl, we explored the aspects of communication, honesty, trust and respect, ownership, and patience, and the role that those play inside of our dynamic. How do those aspects of being in a relationship come to life? You know, what are the choices we can make? What are the actions that we can take to be patient, to communicate? Um, you know, to, to be honest, what does trust and respect look like? What are the different forms of ownership? So we covered those in part one. And in part two, I want to start with the namesake of this segment, nurturing, support, and protection. So what are the different ways that we can nurture and support and protect our little girl. Now, not all of the aspects that I'm going to mention in part one or part two may resonate with you. In fact, I had um, a listener write in and ask about aftercare. This is a very common element in the kink community, BDSM and play and DS dynamics is aftercare, right? But I haven't talked about it yet. There are so many different aspects of the relationships that we create in the kink community, but I've, I've pretty much been focusing on the ones that are, are right in front of me. And aftercare, aftercare has been an interesting one, so you'll want to stay tuned for that episode. It should be coming up this spring. But right now we're talking about nurturing support and protection and, and what we can do in our relationship to nurture support and protect our, our little girl. Well, one of the things I do to support my baby girl is, um, and, and I don't do this on purpose. As I said, not all of these are going to be native to your relationship or come naturally to you. If you're not doing them, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be to be a good daddy um, or to create a, a good, solid DDLG relationship. You know, it's no good. There's no bad. Those are just labels. There's just our choices and the outcome of those choices, right? If we don't like the outcome, we make different choices. Um, that's pretty much all life is from birth to death anyway. <laughs> but one of the things I do to show support for my baby girl is, and this may be a, um, you know, what do they call that? A chicken of the egg kind of a thing, you know. I take an interest in my little girl's life. Now, I don't take an interest in my little girl's life to show support, but my, the interest that I do inherently take 
because I am very much interested in her and what she's doing, that shows support. So I don't do it in order to support her, but the fact that I do it supports her, shows her support. Um, I like to take an interest in my little girl's life because if you know what your baby girl is up against in her day-to-day, not only do you have a better shot at understanding how the little gears in her head turn, but you'll be able to understand what she might be up against. And, and if you can kind of see challenges coming ahead of time, you can, you can head them off. And that support can turn into nurturing. You know, for example, you may see that she gets really anxious when she has a deadline. Um, and you know that she's going to be working really hard, bent over that, you know, artist's bench or laptop or, you know, counter, you know, where, where she may be working, doing whatever she needs to do to make that deadline. You know that she's going to be really hunkered down and focused because she wants to be a good girl and she wants to, you know, she wants to meet her goal. She wants to make somebody proud, her boss proud, herself proud, and she wants to do what she said she was committed to do. And you know that she's going to be so focused on that that she's going to forget all about her needs. So if you as a daddy understand what your little girl's life is like and the way not only what she does with her day, but the way she goes about it and how you learn this is through conversation. You know, you talk about each other, each other's lives and you ask those questions. You know, you you don't just say, hey, how was your day? You know, you're like, so what did you think about that? Like, how did that make you feel? You know, well, did you like that reaction? You know, is there like, is there a better way you think you could have handled that? Like, what is, what do you think your best self would look like in that situation? You know, so maybe in the future you can kind of support her by saying, oh, she's got a deadline coming. She's going to be over that laptop or workbench and she's going to be, you know, forgetting all about the fact that she needs to drink enough water to not get a headache at the end of the day. She needs to think about the fact that, you know, if she doesn't stop and eat, she's, she's just going to like be miserable and grumpy at the end of the day. Sometimes you have to think about those things for her. And sometimes you have to let her make those mistakes and be there to fix up her skinned knees. But you got to bring the daddy energy, you know, you got to reach down inside and bring the daddy energy and just be like, take an interest in your little girl's life and understand what she might be up against before she even realizes it. So by supporting her, taking an interest in your life, you're actually supporting her and you're providing yourself opportunities to nurture her in those moments where you see something coming that could be detrimental to her well-being and make her feel frustrated because she didn't she might meet her goal but she drained herself dry to do it well if you bring the daddy energy and you know that your little girl has a propensity to work a little bit too hard and forget herself well then you can be there maybe to put a pad on the ground where her knee's going to fall and you might have just a little bit of a bruise but you won't have that skinned knee and that's, that's what I mean by nurturing and support and protection. You know your little girl's going to get hurt. But if you can protect her without controlling her and help her see the choice, then let her make it. 
So, for example, baby girl and I, I'm constantly on her about some of her some of her little areas like, did you drink enough today? You know, are you taking enough breaks today? Have you stretched today? Have you gotten up from that keyboard and have you stretched? You know, you need to do that. Um, being aware of, you know, what, how much of herself she's putting into her work and how much of herself she's just like forgetting because she needs to take care of the people around her and do the things that she's committed to doing. I know she's going to get hurt. I know she's going to come to me and say, Daddy, my shoulders are killing me. Daddy, my back hurts. Daddy, I have a headache. Daddy, I was really grumpy today and said something mean and now I feel terrible. You know those things are going to happen. And you can protect her without um, controlling her. And again, you know, insert the proper gender pronoun here that suits your identity and relationship. I'm saying her because that's what works for me. But you can protect her without controlling her by kind of seeing that coming and knowing that, well, she's got a deadline coming and, and, and I know she's got a meeting two days later and I know she's got meetings for half of the day today. Why? Why do I know that? Because I've taken an interest in her life. And why do I know that's a problem? Because I've taken an interest in her life and I've asked the questions and I, I know her habits and I know what she's going to do and not do to take care of herself because I know her habits because I've taken an interest. And I bring the data energy and say, hey, I'd like you to drink plenty of water today. Is she going to do it? Some days she does. Some days she'll send me messages, daddy, 16 ounces, daddy, 32 ounces, daddy, 48 ounces. And I'll be like, good girl. That's awesome. Fantastic. Can you get to 64? And, you know, we, we push each other. In different, she pushes me in much different ways, but we do. We push each other. It's not a one-way street. She brings the baby girl energy, and she takes care of her daddy. That's what good baby girls do. But I'm talking about my side of the slash, and I get after her about the things that she needs to do to protect her. And I let her know, hey, honey, you need to get up and stretch. It's for your own good. Is she going to do it? Maybe. If she doesn't, then she's going to feel the pain afterwards. And guess what? I'll be there to rub her back. I'm not going to beat her because she didn't get up and stretch and now she's in pain. That doesn't work for our dynamic. Now it might work for yours. You know, sometimes there's a little bit of a bratty pain slut element and they might, you know, the little, your little girl might want that beating. She might crave that beating. She might work hard and get hurt and frustrated and come home with a headache because she needs that beating. She needs to come home and say, no, I didn't have time to do any of that. Well, you didn't do what I requested. I tried to help you avoid this situation and you didn't take any of the advice. I didn't have time to do that. So what you're saying is you didn't have time to take care of yourself and you didn't have time to listen to me. Well, maybe you'll listen a little bit more if I give you a reminder of the fact that you need to listen to daddy and maybe your little girl is seeking that kind of authoritative hard-edged punishment because that's what will release her headache that's what will release her stress and tension i know my little girl and i know what she needs she needs the caring nurturing love and support and hugs and cuddles and sometimes in the in the past and in, in potentially in the future she may need the beatings too and i'll be there bringing the daddy energy for that too but the bottom line is that you've got to take an interest in your little girl's life so that you have opportunities to see coming when you might need to step in nurture support and protect her you know she's going to get hurt along the way and she's not always going to listen to you but you can make the attempt to protect her Without controlling her, you can make the suggestions, but understand that she's got to make her own choices. 
And it's a real like gray area when you're trying to protect someone from themselves, you know, because we're not autonomous. What's the word? Here's I've had problems with this in the past. Automatrons. <laughs> we're not automatrons. I should do the robot voice. Oh, I'll probably just like end up crashing my program if I tried. But we're, we're not automatrons, you know, we, we can't like we're not robots. We can't control our partners. Um, and what fun would that be? You know, the fact that there is a dynamic is that it is dynamic. You know, it's an interplay between two people, one dominant, one submissive. And you just like surf through uh, the, the peaks and valleys of dominance and submission and control and lack thereof. And you find your little niche and just like revel in it and roll in it like a dog in a pile of stinky mushrooms. Um, yeah, where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, yes, protecting her from herself. So, you know, part of bringing the daddy energy is hopefully you have a desire to protect your little girl from herself. So if you know that she's going to make those mistakes and you know her well enough to know that she's going to run headfirst into a wall, you can be there to help prevent it. Or you can be there to help clean up the mess afterwards. It's all good. Bringing the daddy energy. Another way to bring daddy energy into your relationship is compassion, love, and understanding. That is a, those are some huge components, and I bundled together relevant components, right? This little package, this little basket with a pink bow is compassion, love, and understanding. And it's born out of the thought that, you know, something I've noticed, um, something that I've, I've observed is that DDLG relationships, the dominance and submission that's involved in that type of power exchange, the little girl is tends to be vulnerable, right? She likes being vulnerable. She wants to be taken care of. She has needs. She has wants. She has desires. She may be bratty. She may be whiny. She may be adorable. She may be seeking approval. But at the end of the day, I think it's a common theme. And baby girls, please eat. Please Email me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me your perception of it. But at the end of the day, as a daddy, I kind of feel like your little girl would likely be some degree of a mess without you. Now, that's not to say that there aren't little girls out there that are strong, powerful, capable individuals who live very productive and fulfilling lives. We all, A lot of us do. And I was doing as well before I met my little girl and realized that, holy shit, not only am I strong and capable and, you know, living a fulfilling life, but I was a fucking mess before I met her. And now I have a place to put all of all of this like wild energy and, and focus on her and take care of her. I have I have I have a purpose, you know, that settles me down. And, my, you know, my baby girl's a very strong, capable, professional woman who's, you know, very powerful in her career. And it's it's not your typical, you know, I'm a big, powerful woman and I need to be beat by the dom at the end of the day. No, it's it's more of a, you know, I will work myself to the bone to get to, to seek approval. And if it weren't for you here to take care of me and help remind me of that. I would work myself into a big ball of anxiety until I was no good to anybody. That's what I mean 
by little girls would very likely be some degree of a mess without their daddies or a daddy figure or some inlet that gives them that energy. So when I think about that, it reminds me that in addition to um, what I've already spoken about nurturing, support, and protection, that I have a lot of compassion for my little girl because I know her drive is incredibly strong. And I know that if left to her own devices, she would work herself to the bone at the sake of pleasing others until she was a hot mess and sitting there unable to perform at all and having to like pull herself back together and get herself strong enough to start all over again and repeat the cycle. So that's what I mean by your little girl would likely be some degree of a mess. So I'm very compassionate that my girl has the strength and the skills to be a big, powerful, big girl in the world. But I'm compassionate that there's limitations on that, you know, and that I know that she has those needs, wants and desires. And I always treat her with compassion because I know that she has these this this bit that she's chomping against, these desires that are straining her. That's like, but but daddy, I need to do dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, sweetheart, I know, but you also are going to be no good to anybody if you don't take care of yourself. So I have to understand that um, in my particular situation, compassion takes on the flavor of I am compassionate in as much as I know that she is driven and that she's going to be pulling against me to get those things done and pulling against my, um, like, knowing better and trying to protect her. So understanding that and, you know, loving her as much as I do and love being a bundle of very strong and powerful emotions, um, I seek to understand her feelings and her reactions and her needs as well as her motivation. So if I know that if I let go of this leash, she's just going to run right across a busy street to get to where she needs to be. She's going to risk life and limb not even knowing it, you know, like, oh, I worked all day at the computer and I didn't get up and stretch. I barely drank anything and I skipped lunch. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you're tired, you have a headache and you didn't sleep well. Daddy's got to be there to say, look, honey, sweetheart, I, un- I understand your needs and I understand your feelings and your motivations. Um, so I'm going to give you these suggestions for your own good because I'm feeling compassion and I understand why you have the motivations that you have. So it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, taking an interest in your girl's life and understanding her. And if you do, you can bring in the compassion, love, and understanding and how you handle her um, and how you handle yourself as a daddy. I don't want to say like how you handle her like she's cattle that needs to be handled. No, it's a relationship with two consenting adults. It's how you handle yourself as a daddy as you have conversations and communications with your little girl with the intent purpose of taking care of her. The heart of DDLG is a deep pool of mutual love and adoration. 
your little girl's got to look it up, look up at you with those big doe eyes, and daddy's got to look down at her with wrapper in those big strong arms and create that instant safe place. That's the heart of DDLG. Everything springs out from there. All the communications, all the observations, all the understanding, all you know, all of the requests. Everything comes from that heart, which is when she's in your arms. And she's just sighing the world away and sinking deeper and deeper into your arms. And that safe moment of protection where nothing else matters except the two of you, you know, everything kind of comes from that little heartbeat, that place in the center of your relationship, that chewy center. Letting your girl know that you care for her and you love her in the ways that you choose to approach your relationship and the ways that you choose to express that um, nurturing support and protection protection if you do that through compassion love with compassion love and understanding it supports all the ways that you relate to her and it supports that heart of the ddlg dynamic this deep pool of mutual love support and adoration compassion love and understanding Three of the cornerstones that kind of make up the little package about how you can nurture, support, and protect your little girl. Kind of some nice, gentle ways to go about it. So far in this episode, we've talked about nurturing, support, and protection, and going about that with compassion, love, and understanding. Now, those are all great ways to take care of your little girl and bring the daddy energy and do it in such a way as to inspire that love and adoration. But how do we really reinforce that in our DDLG dynamic? A huge aspect of reinforcing your DDLG dynamic is connecting with your little girl intimately And I'm not talking about sex, Um, although that can be a a strong component of intimate connection for sure. Um, But I'm not talking about um, intimate as as far as like sex. I'm talking about in in intimate connection, like you stripped bare, completely vulnerable um, of all of your fears, insecurities, her stripped bare of all her fears and insecurities and completely vulnerable and just falling into one another's embrace and just presence and just being together as your true self with her true self and her being her true baby girl self, you being your true daddy and just knowing each other as that for one another in the world. And one of the ways that baby girl and I um, express that is by what we we call sinking in and we do that through care and cuddles so what that does for us so for an example right you know um, I've talked about in earlier episodes how when we first started our dynamic we were heavy with the BDSM and uh, you know I would be like oh I want to talk to you about some things I was thinking about some feelings that I was going over and she's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you about all the feelings just beat me first and then you know, I, re- I recall this often in several episodes because it was a great evolution, a dynamic, right? You know, and then several months later, you know, she, she I was like, um, 
you know, hey, I got this idea of this thing that we could we, we could do. She's like, sure, sure, absolutely. But but I, I, I just I, I just need to sink in before you beat me. I just need to, like, connect before we do anything else. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. When 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 did that go 180? When did that flip? <laughs> Three months ago, you were like, I just need you to beat me before I can let my guard down. And now you're like, I got to, like, totally be completely vulnerable before I like, like we can talk about doing anything else. <laughs> It's, it's something that we realized is that um, as we sank into our dynamic and as we trusted one another completely and fully, we would find this place of vulnerability that is just so tender and precious um, that we began to crave that. And when we come back together, um, you know, I'll be honest, it feels like it feels kind of awkward. Like if I'm going to meet her to do something and, you know, we're going to meet in like, say, um, you know, go do an errand, you know, it's like, it's a great reminder to me that we are awesome everyday partners too, like that we just kill it domestically. You know, we can go do errands for, you know, whatever food shopping or home goods and, you know, take the trash out. We, we, we can do errands like, and, and still have a blast and, and live the domestic life together. But there's always this thing in the back of my mind going like, but, 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 but <laughs> you're my baby girl and I haven't seen you in a week. And I just want to like snatch you up and just be like, come here. <laughs> I know what a hard week you've had. I know the challenges that you've communicated with me. I just want to like let them all melt away. But uh, I know we've got to go into the supermarket right now and conquer this list before we, it's going to be an hour before we get home. But you know what? We do it and we kill it. But there's always this little thing in the back of my head that's like, but you're my little girl and I just want to protect you from the world. And I know you've had a hard week and I just, I just want to like give you that, you know, recharge that I know you need. And I can see that you're still pushing from the week and here we are together. And I want to give that to you, but I can't because we've got to do this thing that involves the public. (laughs) So I can't, it's that craving to care for her, you know, and this segment's called care and cuddles because when we sink in, um, it's, it's a physical like melding together. It's like I curl up next to her and she sinks into me and we just take deep breaths and sigh and appreciate the fact that nothing else matters except the two of us are together right now and that she's safe and I'm here and everything that comes after it is just going to be super precious because we're going to just like let the whole world go and be in our completely vulnerable space together, her and hers, me and mine, ours and ours together. And we're just going to like talk about anything and everything that we need to let go from the outside world and then just be together and share. It's a breaking away from the everyday to set aside the outside world and kind of exist in a bubble, you know, and to you that might look like, hey, come on over, draw the shades, close the blinds or leave them open for everyone to see, you know, get the playpen, get the diapers, get the stuffies, you know, um, get the binkies and, and, and get the coloring books and just sink in at the kitchen table doing some coloring while daddy makes dinner and 
you know, it, it, it could look a thousand different ways. What's your turn on? What's your sink? You know, where do you sink in? Where do you feel the most vulnerable with your little girl, with your daddy? Where, what is that moment where you just feel like the outside world is like, boop, gone, and you're in a little bubble, you and your daddy? That moment, that right there, that is your care and cuddles. That is your sinking in. That's where you recharge. That's your home, right? Our home is when baby girl gets to fall in my arms and, and the phones are just like, don't exist. The outside world doesn't exist. It's just her and me. And we can resolve anything, anything that comes up. We can find a way through it together. It's that feeling. And in that moment, we're able to clear away the unsaid like vines blocking the path through the jungle. You know, like all week long, there are these things that are coming up in my head or in her head and maybe thoughts and fears and doubts or shit that's going on with family and friends and work or just, you know, challenges about life. Am I in the right career? Should I make a change? I feel like I'm halfway to retirement and I'm wishing that I was doing something completely different with my life. Should I do something different now before I regret wasting 15 years chasing money? You know, those everyday things are just like vines blocking the path through a jungle. If we don't take time to share those thoughts and feelings with our baby girl and with our daddy, if we don't share them together, then guess what? They're all right there in the way, in the background. You know, it, how can we be completely vulnerable? How can we be our true selves with our partners and get the most we can out of this pure dynamic if we can't? unburden ourselves from all of those things that are weighing on our mind. I mean, if we don't trust our partners enough to talk to them about our like everyday kind of like unsaid crap, the things that we ruminate over and find it hard to let go. I mean, we've if we can't let go of those with the person that we're asking to be most vulnerable with us, then we kind of have really no business asking them to be vulnerable with us, frankly, in my opinion. If you want the most from your dynamic, we need to clear away everything that's in the way. Now, does that mean that baby girl and I don't have things that we want to talk about that we don't talk about? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, after this past weekend, we were together. and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell you about X, Y and Z. And she was like, oh, I meant to talk to you about that, too. But you know what? It wasn't really in the way. It wasn't really in the unsaid when I, and I've talked about the unsaid before. The unsaid is shit that's really weighing on our minds that we're not saying. The stuff that we really need to say that we don't want to say. That's what the unsaid is. The shit that we want to say, the shit that's bothering us, that goes unsaid. That stuff is the stuff that is like vines blocking the path through our beautiful jungle that leads to our shiny castle. Baby girl, call it our castle. The heart of our relationship is a castle. And we don't we don't want any obstructions getting there and we don't want any muddy footprints in there when we do get there. So we wipe, we wipe up all of the muddy footprints um, from daily life, responsibility and, responsibility and that uh, adulting track into our castle. So when we get together every week, we just fall and when we, when we get the chance, when we're done grocery shopping and doing errands and doing, doing other things that we love to do together, like take walks and... Um, you know, other recreational activities, you know, those are all very important to bond over as well. Um, it's not all binkies and stuffies, you know, it's a real fully 
um, actualized relationship, you know, so it's good to have a full spectrum connection with your partner and do things outside of the DDLG too, um, because you'll find things there that supports, um, enhances your communication and knowing your partner better inside your DDLG dynamic. So that kind of goes back uh, part and parcel to nurturing support and protection and taking an interest in your little girl's life, you know, and kind of sharing um, those everyday activities together too, you know. But um, when baby girl and I come back together and we sink into each other, into our sacred space, um, we talk about all the things that are on our mind that are preventing us from having a full experience of our time together. And we call those our muddy footprints. You know, daily life makes muddy footprints. Responsibilities make muddy footprints. And adulting certainly as fuck makes dump trucks full of muddy footprints that get tracked into our castle. And those are the things that we talk about together and we help each other resolve them and we help each other think about them in ways that make them feel less threatening such that we can let them go and enjoy the safety and protection of our dynamic. We create the space to let it all go. That's, it's an active thing, you know. It's, we're taking a proactive approach. We're making the choice to take the action, to create the space, to let it all go and sink into one another, to sink into our dynamic. So if you're giving your little girl the safe space and she knows that she can be herself and she can feel safe. And your little girl needs to give you that safe space too. And oftentimes I find that soon as my girl is being vulnerable with me, I immediately drop all my walls and respond to let myself be completely vulnerable with her. And you know, sometimes that unsaid stuff and sometimes those muddy footprints, they aren't readily apparent. It's not like I always come in with a laundry list of, you know, I got muddy footprints in the pantry and there's some in the bedroom and there's some in the basement, you know. I don't always know, and but sometimes seeking, sinking into that, into the care and cuddle time and blocking out the outside world and existing in that little bubble creates just the perfect juxtaposition to what might be lurking in the shadows of my mind and it highlights them, you know, it just shines a light on them. It's like, oh, I feel nice and cozy and good and warm and vulnerable right now, but wow, what is that icky kind of breeze blowing on my shoulder? Jesus, who left that window open? And why are there muddy footprints on the floor? Where the fuck did those come from? I swear those weren't there when I walked in. You know, so being in that vulnerable space together and sinking into the care and the cuddles and that time together, you know, it's it just it clears the mind. It kind of gives that neutral gear of ruminating that we do all day when we're sitting there, you know, stewing over all of our problems and they're just going around and around in our head. You know, this this sinking in together just kind of gives that all a place to just fall away and not exist. So if it's still kind of grinding away in the background, it, it highlights it, shines that light, like I said. And since we are there in our and our safe space with our partner being vulnerable. It's the perfect opportunity to ask for nothing other than that compassion, love, and understanding. And you know, I have this um, podcast episode, last one, and this one titled Being a Daddy to Your Little Girl, but a lot of these really apply to being a little girl to your daddy as well. So 
Let's look at what's next. talk a little bit about direction and accountability. Now we're starting to get a little bit into the harder edges of the DDLG dynamic. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of soft spots and we've talked about ways to um, communicate, uh, how, how important honesty is, trust and respect, ownership, patience, what that might look like, nurturing, support and protection, doing so with compassion, love and understanding and how that will all contribute to when we sink into our dynamic together, whatever that might look like for you in your DDLG dynamic, the care and the cuddles and how that brings us, uh, brings, brings us into our little bubble where the outside world and the unsaid has no oxygen to survive. And it is just us in our safe, vulnerable spaces. But what happens when we are interacting with the outside world? What happens when we do need to be functional? in our relationships, you know, let's, let's real world this shit because, you know, having a DDLG dynamic is, is wonderful, but these are very real relationships. And I I don't know about you and yours, but I would imagine that a very small percentage of people listening to this podcast have kink only DDLG dynamics. Most likely, if you identify as a little girl, it's not just for play. Most likely, if you identify as a daddy, it's not just for play. And for me, from my perspective in this podcast, what I'm the topics that I'm covering are not just for play. This is lifestyle. This is DS. This is my identity. So let's get real. Direction and accountability. We all have blind spots in our life. Fact. You know, you run smack into that wall of, I didn't know what I didn't know. And these blind spots can come up again and again. Because there might be something in the background that you don't know that you don't know. So again and again, these little areas where no matter how hard we try, they get the better of us. We just can't seem to fucking win. Here's a little example from my relationship. And baby girl and I have been together about um, 14 months now. And I have had following me around this little insecurity of, you know, um, what because we're in a poly relationship and she has another partner, what, 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 what's, what's going to happen if he's not comfortable with me? What's, what's that, what's that going to look like, you know? And although she and I have talked about it extensively and cleared a lot of the unsaid out, I still had this blind spot about it and something happened in the past uh, about a month ago where I had a chance to, to see her and she was like, I'd love to see you, but I really don't feel like it's a good time relationship wise. There's been a lot of stuff going on at home and it's not an ask that I feel would be good, good to make. I think it would create some some not so good feelings and, and that's not what we want. And I'm like, well, oh geez, if, if a short visit is, is going to create some not so good feelings such that we can't even have a short visit, then what happens if big feelings, what happens if there's some big feelings that, that come up, you know, what is that going to mean? You know? So it, it kind of shook me enough that something that I didn't know, I didn't know came into view. And so I told her, I said, I'm having this reaction. And she was like, I really wish you would just like trust us. I mean, it seems like you have this reaction frequently. And I just, I really wish you wish you could trust that we have what I feel that we have. And, and I was like, wow, 
wait a minute, you know, if that view of our relationship is available to her, then it's certainly available to me too. And when I realized, when I, when I listened to that and I heard that and saw it for what it was, and she was pretty much calling me out and saying like, what's going on here? Like, you know, you say you trust us, but you know, you keep coming, coming back with this insecurity. It made me realize like, not only is if she's looking at us with such strength and trust, well, that view is available to me too. So what's in my way? Well, I didn't know that I was still carrying this insecurity and I wasn't allowing myself to fully trust us. And oh my God, it's made the world a difference. Just just expressing to her those insecurities and revealing that blind spot to her gave her the chance to challenge it and gave me the chance to make a choice, to accept Another way of viewing the situation, to accept another framework to view our relationship through that completely negated that last remaining shred of uh, doubt that I had about our ability to manage our relationship to the desire, to the end that we desire, not that circumstances dictate. And that just made such an incredible difference. And for the, I got to tell you, for the past two or three weeks, there have been monumental changes in the way that I've just sunk into the comfort level of our situation in ways that like I've been just been like praying for over the past year. I've had a lot of situational anxiety over the past year, and she seems to have been completely settled. I mean, I guess... If she were here, I would ask her, you know, do you feel that it's easier because, you know, you're able to manage the wild card and I'm over here waiting to hear what's coming down the pike next. You know, I mean, that's that is a thing. But I trust my girl and my girl trusts me. And just to have her challenge me like that and for me to be able to um, get the opportunity to embrace that mutual point of view, just like it was like snap of the fingers, gone instantly all the doubts and fears and insecurities evaporated. All the trust filled that empty space. So, yeah, we can help each other navigate our blind spots. You know, I wanted to give an example from our relationship where I was the one that had the blind spot because I feel like I'm always focused on what to do for your baby girl and how to take care of your baby girl. Well, your baby girl gets to take care of you too. And she really took care of me. But I also put myself out there and made myself vulnerable. But she helped to give me direction and she helped to keep me accountable for our relationship. And that's something you can do too. If you know your baby girl well and you take the time to understand her and know her, then you can see her blind spots and you can help her navigate those. One of the ways that you can do that is to give her goals that complement her pursuits. Um, one thing that we've done recently is around physical activity. Um, you know, baby girl's very, very busy in her career. It is, uh, the volume of her career has been turned up exponentially since the fall of last year. So one of the areas that she's been struggling with is the ability to keep up a level of activity that she's satisfied with. It's something that's been frustrating her. And, and, and I know that that's, that's one of her potential blind spots, you know, she's not going to be looking out for that. All of a sudden it's going to creep up on her and she's going to be like, ah, oh, God damn it. I can't believe it. I just feel so lazy this week. You know, so I give her goals. I created, um, I created a little accountability file that we, 
you know, I send her the results every day and we go back and forth and we talk about how she's doing versus her un- versus her goals that are that are kind of fluid and we're still kind of figuring them out. But I'm taking her like potential, you know, frustration and I'm turning it into a goal that complements her pursuits without without pushing her. And I reward her for her achievements with encouragement and praise and I help help her with her physical activity by suggesting that we do things together. But I don't scold her for failure because this is her goal. This is her goal that I'm helping give her direction and accountability on. I'm not going to play the bad daddy role and say, you didn't do 50,000 push-ups today, so now daddy's not going to call you, or I'm going to beat you when you get here, whether you like it or not. You know, that's, nah. if that works for your dynamic, then hell yeah, you, you, you know, you've got your finger on the pulse, go for it, do the thing. But just as a part of a DS dynamic, you know, just no, not in this case. Scolding for failure when you're providing your little girl direction and accountability that's not the time and that's not the place if your baby girl has goals and you know her and you know what she wants and you can bring the daddy energy to help maybe give her complimentary goals that will help give her like um nudge her towards achieving what she values as as a pursuit what she wants to accomplish accountability is a conversation. It's not a punishment. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Um, Accountability kind of sounds like, hey, you know, um, I noticed that you're really leaning on some of these other activities this week. We're not seeing the intensity that, that got us to where we have wanted to be in the past, you know? So if you're saying that you want to reach a certain level of physical activity, Leaning toward these kinds of things is not going to get you there, and that's kind of been the trend lately. There's been a lot of that. So, uh, what you know, what are you getting out of those? That you know, why why are you leaning towards those activities? Oh, my back has been sore. Or, oh, I haven't had the time. Or oh, there's a thousand reasons why. And lo and behold, scolding her for not doing that and not reaching the intensity level that she said she wanted to reach would have been so counterproductive, and it would have eroded trust. So accountability was more of a a conversation like, hey, I noticed that you said you wanted to achieve X. Hey, you know, I I really wish you could trust us the way the way I do, because or the way that you say you want to, because, you know, accountability, it's a conversation. It's not a punishment. You know, I'm not going to punish her for, um, you know, going in a different direction than she says she wants to go. I'm going to I'm going to ask her, "Hey, what do you do? Why are you headed over there when you know that the car is parked over there?" Um, and there's probably a really good reason for it, or it might be a blind spot. And then we get to grab them by the hand and give them direction back to where they want to go. It's kind of all wrapped up in like um, self-worth in a way, you know, self-worth, it's, it's fragile and it, it needs to be preserved, not challenged. When, when baby girl held me accountable for my trust and I held her accountable for her physical activity goals, we realized that my self-worth is, is wrapped up in my insecurities and, you know, her self-worth is wrapped up in her, um, physical activity goals. So, 
if she challenged me too harshly about my insecurities and I challenged, you know, that, that would only cause me to feel unsafe in the relationship. And that would, that would also erode trust. Just like if I challenged her too hard about her physical activity goals, then she's not going to trust me to give her, to hold her accountable. And I'm no longer a support system. I'm an aggravating factor. That's just reminding her failure, failure, failure. Just like she would be reminding me like, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Like what's wrong with you that you don't trust us. I mean, we have to think about this how we have to think about our partner's self sense of self-worth when we have these conversations and when we give them direction and accountability we have to be accountable ourselves and responsible towards nurturing our partner's self-worth while we are giving direction and accountability. As a matter of fact, if there's one main thrust behind direction and accountability is to factor in your partner's sense of self-worth and provide them direction and accountability in a way that reinforces and supports their worth, their view of themselves as a a capable and strong and lovable human being. Someone who can do the things And having daddy and having baby girl by their side makes them a better version of themselves. Continuing with some of the rougher edges of being a daddy to your little girl, we've talked about direction and accountability and um, how when we understand our, our little girl, when we understand our partners, we we um, can acknowledge that our partners have blind spots. And you ever hear that axiom? We know, um, you know, sometimes you can see things about other people better than you can see those same things for yourself. Well, that couldn't be any more true in um, intimate relationships, especially ones involving um, a DDLG dynamic or any DS dynamic where you are taking responsibility and ownership of somebody um, we can see things happening for other people and we can see other people's struggles much, much better than we can see our own for ourselves. So we kind of owe it to our partners to like speak up with that gentle, loving hand and give them that guidance and offer them that um, opportunity to kind of say, oh, yes, okay, there's a little bit of accountability here. Now, what am I going to do with it? You know, am I going to throw my head against the wall? Am I going to bang my fists? Am I going to throw a hissy fit and require you to discipline me before I really fall into line and resign myself to the fact that I'm being resigned (laughs) to these blind spots and let them go and be the better version of myself? You know, sometimes your baby girl, um, your submissive might need that nudge. So let's get into a little bit more about guidance and discipline. So what is guidance? What do I mean when I say guidance? Guidance kind of provides an aspect of knowing your little girl a little bit better than she knows herself, right? You're the loving hand. You're the loving hand that guides, and it takes knowing someone better than they know themselves, which kind of goes back to what I just said. You can see things for other people better than they can see them for themselves, and the same is true of you. It's, it's kind of one step up from direction, you know, where, where we, can, we can provide direction and accountability and say, hey, don't forget to drink your water here. You know, guidance is, is more of a hand holding. You know, it's like, I know her better than she knows herself. I know she's not going to do that today. So I'm going to need to step in and in, in, in addition to providing guidance, uh, in addition to providing direction, 
uh, and alert her to the fact that, hey, you know, don't forget to drink your water. Guidance is going to be like, okay, hey, did you drink your water today? You know you're going to get a headache if you're going to focus this hard and you don't drink those fluids. You know, I'm just using a silly example, um, a pertinent but silly example. Guidance is more of an assertive request or suggestion that helps your girl stay on the path of what's best for her. So it's kind of like, you know, one step up, like, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to be hurting. So I just want you to know that daddy said, daddy provided you with the direction because he knows what's best for you and he knows your little blind spots. And, you know, the fact that that you, you are you know, complying with that direction or not is, is up to you. And I'm, I'm going to provide you guidance and say that if you don't, this is what's going to happen. You know, see, in this, in this particular example, if she doesn't drink her water, a headache's going to result. I know it. So I've done, the, I've done the direction. I've done the guidance. I don't need to do the discipline. It's kind of self-disciplining. She's going to get a headache and then she's going to come back and she's going to fall into my arms and go, oh God, I worked so hard today and my head is killing me. I'm like, well, did you drink your water? Well, no. I'm like, okay, well, maybe next time when daddy says drink your water today, you can ask yourself if you want to have a headache or not. And if you're, you're actually going to drink that water, because that's nothing to do with doing what I say. I don't give a shit if she does what I say or not in regards to like she's hurting my feelings, you know. I do give a shit because I want her to be the best version of herself. You know, it's it's no it's it's not um, it's not that I'm sitting here saying you didn't do what I said. Bad girl. You need to do everything I say. So no, I'm providing you guidance based on direction and you can do it or not. It's up to you. Um, I hope you do, because the whole reason that I'm doing it is because I love you and I care about you. I hate, God, I hate just saying, I'm doing it because I love you. It's like everyone in the world says that. I'm doing it because I care about you being able to concentrate and work hard, but also feel good at the end of it, so that all of that hard work isn't um, overshadowed by the fact that you're in pain, you know? So, guidance is... Guidance has a lot to do with daddy. Sometimes daddy knows best, right? And sometimes baby girl knows best. Sometimes baby girl knows that daddy has to talk about something and he's hiding, you know, and she has to come get him and say, daddy, you know, how come you're, how come you're see, how come you seem reclusive? How come you seem like you're awfully quiet over there? Are you okay? Are you triggered? Are you having a bad day? Are you processing, you know, poke, 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 stick your head out of the shell. Sometimes the little sometimes my little girl knows best. It's about helping each other and providing that guidance. And there is an aspect of discipline to it, and we'll we'll get on get into that a little bit more as we go on down the line. So um, you know, as I was saying, it's not just daddy that knows best. Sometimes little girls know what's best. Sometimes little girls know what's best for themselves just like every one of us, and they still do something else. Like, oh my God, I know I shouldn't have eaten that triple taco burrito. Oh my God, I knew I was going to regret it. Why did I eat the hot wings and drink four beers afterwards and then have the chocolate lava cake? Oh God, I knew I was going to be miserable, but I did it anyway because it tasted so good. (laughs) That's just a you know, crazy example that anyone can identify with. I mean, we've all overeaten and known that we were doing it, but it tasted so good while we were doing it. 
Well, guidance and discipline is, is really not much different. You know, um, it's kind of like akin to sitting there saying, Hey, don't have that fourth beer. Um, Hey, maybe bring the lava cake home and have it later. Or do you really want four taco burritos? Maybe just want to have like two and maybe get two more and have them for lunch tomorrow. So you can revisit this again and make it an enjoyable experience both times then instead of a miserable experience one time. <laughs> yeah, where would the where's the fun in that? I want to stuff myself until I can complain and bitch and moan about it. <laughs> but I don't want to get too far off track. Not that it's really off track because it's illustrative, right? Sometimes little girls know what's best for themselves and they still do something else. And that where as a daddy, I like to step in and say, well, you didn't drink your water today. And now you got a headache and you knew what was best. I offered you direction. I gave you the guidance. I kind of walked you through it hand, hand in hand and you still did something else. So in those moments like that, I like to understand why. Why did you know what was best for you? Why did you hear me tell you what's best for you, request that you do it and walk you through it and explain it to you and then you still chose to do something else? Why? Was it for attention? Okay, if you have a bratty little girl, um, it might be for attention. And that's that's cool. That's a dynamic, right? That is a very valid dynamic. Um, you know, bratty little girls might lean more into needing that discipline in order to let go of a hard day or bad day or, or pain or, you know, hard blind spots that they might be carrying with them. You know, so doing something for attention might be a cry for help, might be a cry for discipline. It might be like, I'm just going to mouth off at you until you beat the fuck out of me and I'm a crying mess on the floor because that's what I need, daddy. Okay, cool. But, you know, you have to understand and your little girl and know your little girl and know that's what she needs. So here's another uh, thing about understanding. Another thing you can ask about understanding why. Why did you know what you needed to do, but you, you did something else anyway? Was it out of need? Did you really need to focus? Okay, you needed to focus. You needed to work really, really hard. You didn't have, quote unquote, any time to get up and, and get water. Did you really? Did you really need to? Or is, is that out of habit that you, you just do, have been doing that forever? And along comes daddy and daddy says, hey, you know, last time you did that, this happened. So um, obviously I want to take care of you and do it, help you be your best self. So I'm going to remind you to insert water here, um, you know, and, and, and make, maybe make working hard a little bit more of an enjoyable experience because you won't have that uh, on the back end. So was it out of need? Did you really need to work so hard that you didn't take care of yourself? Um, may, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I doubt someone had a, a gun to um, your little girl's head, forcing her to like forego her own like physical body, bodily needs, <laughs> you know, like nutrition and bathroom breaks and sleep and, you know, whatever it is that, um, you know, your baby girl might overlook in her own self-care in, in this kind of example. Um, understanding why, um, is it to elicit discipline that she is craving? And that kind of goes hand in hand with attention, right? Is it for attention? Sometimes for attention, I want to disconnect that from the need for discipline because sometimes is she doing it for attention might just be her way of saying, 
you know, like I have a hard time of asking for what I need. So I'm going to act out so that you give it to me. And that's a slippery slope, right? Because, you, you know, rewarding brattiness only begets more brattiness. Um, so if if someone's acting out and throwing a temper tantrum and they get attention, you know, I would kind of guide them, offer direction and guidance that would say, hey, you know, you can ask me for attention. You don't have to, you know, act outside of your best in, best interests just to get my attention. And, you know, if, if that's something that is, if that's a thing, you know, and that starts to become a little bit more pronounced in, in how it unfolds, then it might kind of lean towards, are, are, are they doing it to elicit discipline that they're craving? You know, do they need that strong hand? They might need someone to come in and say, hey, you should ask for that if you want it. You don't have to like wait to the point where you throw a fit. They might need that strong hand. They might need that that hard gesture reassuring them that, hey, somebody really cares. Somebody really loves me enough to like get upset when I act this way. You know, so that could be kind of like um, a loving gesture as well. That could be feeding something uh, inside of your baby girl. And, and all of these things are worth talking about. See my episode on deconstruction, because the more you understand what's going on behind the scenes as those DS gears are turning, the more equipped you're going to be um, to act and react and make choices to grow your dynamic as opposed to going in circles with it and getting frustrated. So um, again, you know, somebody knows what's best for them and still does something else and seeking to understand why. Does does your dynamic allow her to sidestep the guilt of enjoying extreme punishment? And what do I mean by that? So does the dynamic of I knew what was best for me, but I did something different and I did it against your direction and guidance. I like completely ignored you as a matter of fact and then came complaining to you about it and then when you pointed out to me that you gave me direction and guidance what did I do I just sassed back at you and just said well blah 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 you know and just completely diminished all of the efforts that you know the dominant has made in making sure that that person like has direction and guidance so that they can be their best self so that kind of dynamic Maybe she's begging for that extreme punishment. Maybe your your little girl, you're submissive, or maybe you are the kind of submissive that like you know you're doing something other than what you should be doing. You know you're doing something that's not in your best interests, and you're gonna give attitude about it because you're craving that extreme punishment and you need that to let go. And then this little dynamic inside of a dynamic allows you to sidestep the guilt of being a pain slut, perhaps. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as this dynamic is known. And of course, all of this is consensual. Um, this this is an assumption, of course, that everything in your relationship is um, safe, sane, and consensual. But understanding that this might be a little dynamic in a dynamic where your little girl gets guilty about enjoying being hurt. So... Um, that's something you really need to understand. Another thing could just be playful. A playful aspect is that she just enjoys being a brat and paying for it. 
you know, she just loves that turnaround, you know, like, oh, I put my hand in the cookie jar. Don't do it. I'm doing it, daddy. I'm doing it. You know what that's going to get you. I'm doing it anyway. Okay, here comes the three whacks for the cookie you stole. A nice red button bruises the next day and crumbs on the kitchen table. Yum, yum, yum. Licking my fingers because I enjoy being a brat and I like paying for my indiscretions. And I love it when daddy like shows he cares for me so much by putting so much energy into looking out for me and punishing me when I'm bad. You know, that's a that's a thing, too. So we've got quite a spectrum here when it comes to like understanding why little girls know what's best for them and they still may do something else. But the key really here is to talk about it. Have a conversation about why she did something she knew was not good for her. Why? Well, because, you know, back to what I said earlier um, in, in this podcast is, is nurturing support and protection, taking an interest in your girl's life and acting with compassion, love and understanding. You know, talking about it and having those conversations helps you to understand, you know, what's going on and maybe have compassion. There's underlying factors and, you know, talking about it also deepens the connection and creates agreement, you know. Hey, when X happens, Y is probably going to result. Let's, you know, so expect that and let's like enjoy it. Let's incorporate it into how you and I interact and, and, and how we define our dynamic. And, you know, most importantly in all of this, if you're providing direction and you're providing guidance, you need to take action. You need to show her why it's important to endure the consequences for her own good. So that next time she will have the reminder that daddy is watching and maybe she'll do what's best for her. Maybe she won't. So it depends on your dynamic, how this is going to play out, what taking action might look like. It might look like um, corporal punishment. You know, it might look like a scolding. It might look like uh, a conversation. You know, it, it might look like a brainstorming or a deconstruction of like, so how do you feel today? You know, how did your week go? You know, um, remember earlier in the week when I was talking to you about doing X, Y, Z so that you could get through this hard week that we knew were coming and you didn't do that. So maybe like, how do you feel about that? You know, um, is that frustrating? Did you know that you were doing it? Um, is it something that you really don't care about and it's just a consequence of having to work so hard or would you prefer that it went a little bit differently? And, you know, is this something that you want daddy to help you with? You know, having, it may look like a softer conversation like that, but that is take, that's taking action. You know, that's like saying, Hey, I'm over here and I, I'm, I see what's best for you. And I just want you to know, that I'm going to take action on it, whether it's a conversation or whatever it is that fits your dynamic. If it's punishment, a conversation, it's scolding, whatever it is that fits your dynamic. But daddy needs to be there so she feels safe. Even when she's acting out, daddy needs to be there. Daddy needs to bring the daddy energy because when you're offering guidance and and, and, and and it doesn't quite go the way that you're trying to get it to go for their own good. Um, you, you need to bring some daddy energy on the back end and show her that you're there, show her that you care. And um, whatever form that discipline takes, whether it's corporal punishment or scolding or just a simple conversation, which I wouldn't really qualify as discipline, but basically, it's like, hey, daddy noticed and, you know, I'm, 
she, my little girl needs to know that daddy noticed and that she's, she's not going to get away with it. And it's not that she did anything bad. It's not that your little girl is doing anything bad. It's that you're there to promote each other's best selves. And this direction and guidance allows you to, through knowing your little girl, knowing what she needs, who she says she wants to be in the world, what she wants from the world and her experience of her life around her and the relationships around her and offering that guidance and direction to like, you know, keep her, keep her, um, accountable to achieving the things that she says she wants to achieve, which is integrity, right? I say I want X, so I do X and I get the thing that I say that I want. That's integrity. But when you say you want X and then you do Y and then you complain because you got Y when you really wanted X, well, you know, uh, what you want and what you did were two different things. You know, bringing daddy energy to the table keeps integrity intact and it helps your baby girl to be her best self sometimes despite her choices. So bring the daddy energy.